Hi everyone, welcome back to Tokyo on Fire. Today is June 5th, 2018. Talking about being on fire, the finance minister today just announced that he is going to relinquish one year of his salary as a member of the cabinet as a kind of an apology for all of the brouhaha that was caused by the Moritomo scandal. Michael, you're watching this too. This is evolving even as we're sitting here. I cannot believe that we're still talking about the Moritomo Gakuen scandal. It, it, this, this scandal has managed to beat all the odds, beat everyone's expectations. It was a tiny issue, a tiny decision seemingly taken independently by finance ministry bureaucrats with the influence, not the direct orders, of politicians upon the eventual outcome. And it wasn't the actual event, which was the selling of a piece of government land at a really low price, that was the problem. It's been the cover-up yep. since then. And here we are, it's been buried so many times before, and yet after more than a year, it's come up and maybe this time we're finally seeing some kind of resolution. Right. The prosecutor's office has dropped its investigation and all of the officials who were kind of in that zone of, of malfeasance have been relinquished. And now, that was announced um, perhaps on Monday, now the, the bureaucrats are coming up with uh, a little bit of punishment to be uh, meted out. Yeah, the, the Osaka prosecutor's office chose to not file charges against 38 f officials of the finance ministry. Now, the the people who bought the land and were building the school and almost completed the school on it, uh, they've just been released from prison, uh, well, from jail. Uh, Ten so, months in, in solitary? Yeah, they were, they were, they were thought, what, a, a flight risk? Where would they go? They're Japanese nationalists. No one's going to pick them up. But nevertheless, they were, they were held for a very, very long time. They have been released. The prosecutor's office has decided that there's no prosecutable crime committed by members of the finance Wonder ministry. Wonder how they came up with that decision. Well, basically, they had to figure out whether they would get a conviction or not. And, and if they don't have a 98% certainty that they're going to get a conviction of something, they, they drop it. Uh, and that figure is just based on the, you know, the usual set that they like to, that statistic they like to say, 98% of those who are, whom are arrested are convicted, right. they, they have to have a really high level of certainty before they'll actually file those charges. But there's also a little bit of a suggestion of power from above saying, you know, you prosecutors, let, let's put this to bed, and in exchange for that, the we, we will fine them and the finance minister will take a, a hit on his salary. However that influence is spread, who is the person doing the whispering, you and I don't know. and. If anybody ever tries to investigate it, it will lead down a whole series of corridors and going nowhere. But Even it's happened very fast over, over a span of maybe four days. Oh, it's an amazing span that somehow there was this understanding that emerged that mm. the day after the charges are dropped, the finance ministry, which had been denying everything and had said that our people didn't do anything wrong, said, our people did everything you said we did, we're sorry. 38 officials. And, and, and 20 of them will be punished. Mm -hmm. And in order to make, a, make it get this sweetener, Finance Minister Aso has said, I will give back a year's worth of my salary for the lost year that has happened due to the Moritomo Gakuen scandal. Uh, and that's the way I will show mm -hmm. my remorse Mr. Abe has done the immediate quid pro quo, right. and he will stay on as finance sure. minister. Uh, sure, but you know, 
if he was truly responsible in the old style that you and I are familiar with. Fall on your sword. You fall on your sword. He said, I was responsible. I resigned. Right. We're in a new world. Now. No, no kidding. Yeah. Listen, he said just a couple of days ago that, look, maybe some, you know, being a little bit uh, free with the, the truth is not a criminal offense inside diet hearings. And basically admitting, yeah, we, we played along with the truth. Yeah, that, the thing is, and it isn't even a matter of intent, uh, because ostensibly, according to, to, to the status of, of a diet member, they are not bound legally by things they say inside the diet. Right. So as far as Mr. Asso as finance minister, that his and also the prime minister's testimony was false, demonstrably false. But it's and, okay. But it's okay right. because they cannot be held responsible. That's right. Normal they, they rules of physics don't apply inside the diet during those hearings to members of the parliament. Uh, right? Well, maybe the laws of physics, but certainly the laws of man are suspended. Right. Uh, and, okay, that's a legal point. But, but it's, it's true. There, there are quirky rules that apply. I mean, a, a member of the parliament cannot be arrested during the time of, of diet hearings. Well, he can certainly not be arrested during regular session. He can be arrested afterward. And certainly a member of the cabinet cannot be either arrested or, or sued. Uh, and he, they are both members of the cabinet, so they are indeed legally, mm -hmm. they are in, entirely uh, immune right. from any kind of legal sanction. Kind of like that, diplomats. That being, the that being the case, there is a higher standard of sure. behavior that's expected that's right. of you because you have that immunity. Uh, and indeed, it's not total immunity. There's one person who can take it away from you, the prime minister. Right. Okay, uh, he's clearly allowing this false testimony, which he himself gave inadvertently, and we don't know how advertently or inadvertently uh, Asso did his false testimony. The, the records have been destroyed. There was no record being, there were no records being kept, each one which has had to be walked back. Mm -hmm. And for that, he, all that walking back, he now has to take a cut in salary, retroactive, mm -hmm. one year. Now, he's an extremely wealthy man, a year's lo a loss of a year's salary is nothing to him. It's, How much it, is that? It's, it's pocket Three, change. Thir Thirty million. It's yet? a it's a it's a <clears throat> decent chunk of change for the average human being, but he's he's right. far from average. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, the CEO of Asso Cement is in in no has suffers no financial consequences, especially since you know he's his family is now in its fourth generation. Right. Uh, as diet members, they're well settled and well they they are very very wealthy. Uh, that being said, uh, it's weird. Right. It's weird that no one in the political classes pays a price. Mm -hmm. the, the Sagawa, the head of the tax division, who had been in charge of, first of all, the, the transaction, then of the, the cover-up of the transaction, he was allowed to resign early, and he is going to be punished, even though he's a former official. Right. He's going to have his pension cut Suspended, as, actually. Suspended so that he would not, as if he had not shown up for work three months. Mm -hmm. uh, there, uh, the finance ministry seems to be trying to say to the public, look, we'll admit fault, we'll punish our people. And Let's we'll, move on. And, that, and, and that's it. Right. And in, indeed, that's a, hard, uh, that's a hard one to argue against. Mm -hmm. Even though you may want to go on points of law, Right, and you may want to, and certainly the, the the opposition parties are saying, "Hey, wait, wait! This can't just stop here. Mm -hmm. Right, this has to go. That we have to find out why these career bureaucrats, whose jobs are protected by all kinds of layers of protection, 
felt so pressured. And are sterling individuals blessed with the patriotic spirit. They don't want to do the wrong they thing. Are, they have been serving Japan right. since the seventh century. Right. They have their root, especially this is the finance ministry. Remember, it changed, top the its, top. It changed its name from the Okura Sho from only, a, you know, not so long ago. And why did they call it the Okura Sho? Because they wanted everybody to know, we are the descendants of the people who maintained the imperial rice storehouses mm -hmm during the Asuka period. Right. You know, we have been in charge of the treasury since the seventh century, right. folks. Right. That's, that, they have that level of self-esteem mm -hmm. and you know, the politicians, they're only in the last 150 right. years. Who are these parvenus? Mm -hmm. And yet they just fold it over. They just bent themselves over without being ordered yeah. and gave this land away. Mm -hmm. to this right-wing group that was favored by the Abe's and indeed was going to have Mrs. Abe right. as the vice principal of this first sh national Shinto school of the post-war era. Right. I mean, th that no one is going to admit fault in the political classes, especially when Abe himself, you know, Ishiba Shigeru keeps harping on this point. It's the Prime Minister's utterance is the problem. What he said, and what he said was, yes, I will quit, I will resign if either I or my wife are implicated in any way. I will resign not only as Prime Minister, but as a member of the Diet. What a stand-up guy. What a stand-up guy, what a man who must be completely clean. Yes, right. And everyone says, well, okay, you may not have ordered it, but they made, they made these changes because it was your wife. And right. there are all these different officials that are surrounding his wife, who've never been brought into the diet to, to speak. All these different people who have, have been protected by the Liberal Democratic Party mm -hmm. from truthfully speaking. And certainly in the case of Sagawa, he actually went to the diet twice, purged, perjured himself the first time, and then came back and said, I don't recall, I don't remember, that's not it. Mm -hmm. And the prime minister is in no way responsible. Right. Of course the opposition parties don't want this to be resolution, but mm -hmm. I'm afraid it is. So we talk about scandal all the time on this show, and this one just seems to be a gift that keeps on giving. Is this the end of it? I mean, have the, the, the withdrawal of the public prosecutors that there was a criminal offense made, and the contrition made by the finance ministries, is this kind of wrapping it up and putting it aside? Well, it's very hard to get the prosecutors to reconsider their decision. A, a, a civic group has already filed suit uh, with the Committee for the Inquest of the Prosecution in Osaka, that, that secondary civilian method of getting prosecutors to reconsider and file charges against powerful people mm -hmm. that exists. Uh, but, you know, these are uh, the elite prosecutors who are the elite of the elite in the legal system. They're going to admit they got it wrong yeah. the first time? I don't think so. No, it yeah. never works out that way. It's, it always becomes a tennis match. Now, there may be somewhere down the line uh, the need for the uh, Committee of the Inquest of the Prosecution to okay uh, the appointment of private mm -hmm. lawyers to prosecute members of the finance ministry. But that's a ways down the line, and it's very unlikely to happen, or even and almost zero chance of it being successful. Right. The, the other question is, what does the opposition parties do with this? Mm -hmm. It's, I think that they've taken, they've, they've extracted as much juice out of it as they can. The Abe administration has suffered a big fall in, in support, 
but it seems to be stabilized now at around 40%. Is there anything more in it for them? Mm -hmm. On a point of principle, sure. But right. in terms of their time and the way that it affects the schedule inside the diet, there are bills that have been dropped right. uh, and that will not be considered here in the regular session because so much time has been taken up mm -hmm. by the Moritomo and Kakegakuen scandals. Right. They have to think, do we get anything more out of it? And if you look at their polls, for, for all the opposition parties. They've gotten nothing out of it in terms of public support. Mm -hmm. Do they keep going the way they've been going, hoping for a change? That's, that's a recipe for insanity. And this is only one of two budding scandals that we have going on right now. Well, are we talking about the Kakegakuen yes. scandal? We, yeah, and that's with the, the Ministry of Education. This, this one scandal, Moritomo Gakuen, had to do with the finance ministry, the most elite. Mm -hmm. Education has been involved in a series of scandals recently. The, uh -huh. the, 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 uh, the, it's just one after the other. First of all, because it's connected to sports, because it's, it's the ministry in charge of sports, and so all the sports scandals have been flowing into right. it. But also because of its amakudari practices, which were forcibly, forcing universities to take on useless former bureaucrats as, as, their, as either nominal adjunct professors or some kind of Advisor, advisor right. or official, whatever. They've been in a lot of trouble, and they're in trouble for bending the rules of Kakegakuen, mm -hmm. to be sure. Right. You know, I'm sure you saw the uh, press conference that was held by the owner of uh, Moritomo Gakuen when they were released from uh, holding, and they weren't released from, well, what would well, you say? They're not released from their charges. They're still, they're still in, in line for being charged for, for, for fraud. Right. Because they did submit fraudulent documents, and that's an entirely different case. And the separating the two, the conservative press mm -hmm. wants people to get confused and to say, oh, these were shysters, these right. were cheaters. Yeah, there's no question about that. Right. But that there, there's the entire issue of the conduct of the bureaucracy and politicians and their influence over it. That any of the, the conservative media wants to conflate, but is actually quite separate. Mm -hmm. The point I'm trying to make. Um, when they were on TV, I think most people watching it, I mean, they televised the entire thing. Japanese people's hearts just went out to them. These two old couples, I love you, darling. Yes, I'm so glad I married you. And the kind of, they just had such an appealing uh, presentation after being, uh, you know, sequestered, you know, solitary confinement for about 11 months, finally coming out and being released and talking for the first time. It was pretty dramatic. Hmm. I'm, I may not react the same way because I've seen a lot of people do a lot of acting uh -huh. in my time. Uh, but it's true that... The, the, that they the, were victimized. They, are, they yeah. have been, they have indeed been beaten down in order so that they do not tell the truth right. which, which they know. Now, it's hard to believe them now since they have been exposed as, as persons who submit fraudulent documents. They are... They are Sagishi, you know, uh -huh. you know, they're fraudsters. But they weren't arrested, so that, that tells you something. I mean, they were held in confinement for a long time, almost resembling political prisoners while this, this thing is going on it's and the prime minister trying to shuffle, shuffle everything away. When, when the legal limit is 23 days without a charge and only can be extended with a judge's agreement, the fact that they were in for such a long time indicates that there was a tremendous amount of political pressure, right. which, right. which is another question that the... the the uh, the opposition has to under, has to figure out what to do about. Mm -hmm. They don't want to help this group 
this this pro Abe group. Uh, but nevertheless, uh, there is the point, the legal point of using the court system to shut down people from uh, and prevent people from telling the truth about about what happened to the political classes. Yeah. It's an it's a tiny little thing that just blossomed right. and became an entire garden right. of delight for the for especially for the press. But the the Asahi Shinbun has basically resurfaced from its slumber right based on the Moritomo Gakuen scandal and so in that regard they're very happy but now it's just this thing that has grown up and in this action the finance ministry is hoping beyond hope by punishing its its peremptorily under its own volition punishing its own officials that's all folks da -da 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 -da. right and hoping that that will be the end of it well, so the finance minister relinquishes one year of his salary as atonement, and 20 officials inside the finance ministry are receiving some sort of a punishment. Is this the end of the Moritomo Gakuen scandal? Stay tuned to find out. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Tokyo on Fire. Today is June 5th, 2018. The Japanese Supreme Court has just ruled that companies may now release employees who have reached a retirement age and rehire them at a different salary. Michael, this is going to cause a real ruckus. Well, it, it's not only that they, they, they're at a different salary, it's also that their benefits are different, but the job is exactly the same. The only thing has, that has happened is this arbitrary clicking over, it's past their birthday, right. that they are now 60 years of age, they can be released, they can be, for, they can be retired and rehired. But there is, there, it was thought that the 2013 new law would guarantee that these kinds of workers, at least, would be protected. Part-timers are paid way too little and are unprotected, that this new law was going to protect part-timers. Mm -hmm. And this was the first big test of this new part-timer law that is supposed to bring parity right. in what is otherwise a two-level a two uh, wage and benefits system here in Japan. With the demographics here in Japan where a lot of people are getting older and younger people are not getting younger, I don't know if that makes sense, <laughs> but the, the number of people who are in the workforce who are beyond 60, 65 years old who is are growing, still, yeah. and, and they're still productive, this is a real slap in the face in light of the Prime Minister's proclamation that he wants to include the entire society. Yes, that's the, the, the society of 100 million, that we're all in it together. What and happened that, to that? Well, who knows? But certainly, certainly, that's the thing. The law seems to be inclusive, mm -hmm. saying that there is a, a disparity, an unfairness mm -hmm. in between the way that permanent workers, seishain, and those who are contract workers, he seishain, are treated. It expresses itself not only in terms of wage levels, but in terms of, of course, national health care, right. uh, in terms of pension contributions. In this case, the pension contributions are not relevant because these are gentlemen who are over 60 years of age. They're at retirement. They're, they're going to get their pension. They're, they're going to right. they're, yeah, they, they've, they're paid out. That was not the issue. Uh, and, uh, and in terms of, of benefits. Now, in this case, this was two different... Uh, transportation companies, and, and indeed in, in trucking companies these were, is where the part of the Japanese economy which has the biggest demand for workers right now. If you are a, can drive a truck, you can demand whatever you want right now on a part-time basis. 
Uh, and these workers, uh, partly out of loyalty to their old companies, accepted re retirement and then were rehired at a staggeringly lower salary and with far fewer benefits mm -hmm. than they had just previously enjoyed. And they sued under a provision of the 2013 law that said, unless there are absolutely unusual circumstances, part-timers hired to do the same job should be paid as much right. and have the same benefits as full-timers. Mm -hmm. Right. And everyone wanted to, they saw that and they said, okay, how do we test it? Well, this was the ideal case because not only were the jobs the same, but the people doing them right. were the same. The only thing that was different was the age. And, and, if it, and the, the test was, and the thought was, the, the Supreme Court, in, in not the full 15 members, but a petty bench, in this case of four members, they would agree that this was unfair. But that was not the way it turned mm -hmm. out. 40% of Japan's workforce is part-time. The rest of the people want that coveted full-time position, say Cheyenne, because with that becomes in a lot of benefits, a lot of security. You can't really be fired unless you've done something really egregious. That is kind of your, yeah, your safety you've net. you killed the boss, basically. Right. Is you're very, very much protected. Right, that's why we have so few employees here. Yeah, well, the, the, the issue is that uh, for, for foreign investors and for foreign companies working in Japan, this has always been one of the things that they've pushed their embassies and their, their chambers of commerce to somehow change right. because th this creates a, a, a lock, an impossible situation yeah. in that you cannot fire anyone. From the Japanese point of view, we are never giving up this. Mm -hmm. And that's, th that's the genesis of what is a two-tier system. Right. The, with, the, with the majority, a slight majority of people very secure and wanting to keep that security. And then the, what, what uh, academics call the precariat. They're in a precarious situation. They can be fired. They are paid less. Uh, they, are, they do not get to have, uh, they do not get to have the corporate level of uh, health care. Mm -hmm. They have to pay a, a higher deductible. They're in the national system rather than being in the corporate system. Uh, their their uh, employers do not top off on their pension payments. This this is a feature that the Abe administration has confronted to for to its credit, mm -hmm. and it has had study groups and and prime ministerial advisory councils trying to figure out ways to push companies now crank, what, crank the crank the economy yeah right? we'll crank the economy but also get more out of Japan's workforce because the alternative is to have immigration. Right. So Can't have that. And, and so how do we get people right. to continue working, to be working, especially if the current system uh, makes it, there's a, there's a punitive aspect for working after retirement. Mm -hmm. First of all, your pension payments are delayed. Uh, and then you get socked with a, a lower salary. Okay, the argument that the high court of it was first in the, fought in the district courts and the district courts fought in, found in the favor of the plaintiffs, mm -hmm. saying same person, doing same job for the same company, the, everything should be the same. The high court then turned around and said, but you know, Japan's, as the argument you made, Japan's per, percentage of the population over 60 is growing. If those people are going to be paid at their salary, the same salary they were paid at 59, the wage bills oh my God. are <laughs> going to just explode. Right. Uh, is there, and so 
the company was okay. And the Supreme Court was then asked to take that ruling and offer its judgment. Mm -hmm. Now, it agreed in some degree with the, defend, with, the, with the plaintiffs in both cases. It agreed largely with the defending transportation companies, saying they were mostly okay in paying lower wages and indeed not giving all the benefits. But in certain kinds of benefits, such as there was a, a bonus for attendance, if you were there- Safe driving. Safe driving. These things- Transportation the, to and from the, the office. These right? were considered fundamental to the job mm -hmm. and were not affected by the fact that these persons had retired. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's that, that one fulcrum point that seems to indicate that this entire new law is toothless. Right. Is that the companies are allowed to define what extraordinary, unusual circumstances mm -hmm. are. And for them, seemingly, becoming 60 years of age is an ex unusual circumstance. Right. And that's, that's just, you know, it's amazing. He turns 60, therefore, we can cut his salary. Right. Well, to play devil's advocate just for a second, there is a kind of a social contract between the employer and the employee. And that contract consists of, you know, when you turn 60 years old, you're going to retire, right? Everybody does that. So you're kind of out of a job. And everybody knows that, they anticipate that, they prepare for that. When they become 60 years old, they can come back as a different employee. It's up to you to choose though. Yeah, but then why did it have the 2013 law at all? And that was the test mm. to see if the 2013 law could hold up. As it turns out, at least in terms of this, this particular set of suits, the pair, this pair, it seems as though that customary law right. overcomes the actual letter of the law. Right. And that's the issue that, that will keep legal scholars busy for a while and trying to figure out, okay, have we come out ahead or behind or what? Sometimes these issues seem small, but in context, they really are very large as Japan's population continues to get older. Please stay tuned.